Welcome to the Mother Nurture Podcast, hosted by Dr. Andrea Rosario, functional neurologist and doctor of chiropractic, specializing in functional medicine, caring for individuals and families with chronic conditions for over 15 years. Hi there, Andrea Rosario here. I hope this finds you doing well today. I actually wasn't planning on talking to you about the topic that I am bringing to you today, but that's okay because it's at the tip of my tongue, the forefront of my mind, and it's in my heart to share. So we're going there. I think it has been inspired in me to talk to you about this because I just got through creating next month's recipes and meal plans based off this topic for my Nourished Rhythms community. And it always gets me really jazzed to think about this topic. And I just felt like I should definitely bring it to you today. So the topic is the importance of eating rhythmically and specifically around your menstrual cycle. If you're not menstruating any longer, don't worry. Don't think that this is actually not applicable information to you because it absolutely is. There is value in rotating the way that you eat throughout the month to get different health benefits. So hang in there and I will tell you that you can actually time the way that you're eating with the lunar cycle, the moon cycle, just as easily as a person could tie it to their menstrual cycle and you can get tons of benefits. So I'll talk to you about both today, the benefits you'll get from each of the different ways you can eat throughout this cycle, as well as the benefits if you are indeed menstruating as far as like how eating this way will serve what your body is trying to do in that very moment in your menstrual cycle. Okay, so I'm going to go through each of the phases. I'll tell you what it correlates with as far as like what part of the moon cycle in case you are a person who is not menstruating. And I will also tell you why it's important for those who are menstruating to eat a certain way during that phase. And I will talk about the body benefits for everybody, whether you're menstruating or not, to eating that way. And then I will tell you how you can get inspiration on what types of foods to eat during that cycle. Okay, so all four phases of your menstrual cycle or the moon cycle are going to be discussed with each of those things today. So buckle up, here we go. We're gonna start with day one. So day one, in the medical community and in the woman world of your menstrual cycle is when you actually start your bleeding. So this is the start of actual menstruation. And it actually correlates, if you're not someone who is actively menstruating, it correlates with the new moon. And it also, because you all know that I love my seasonal rhythms, the monthly cycle of your menstruation also correlates with the yearly cycle of nature's seasons. So bear with me because there's a reason I'm telling you this. It's like so exciting for me. <laughs> Sorry, I geek out on it. I know. But the menstruating part of your menstrual cycle is tied with the new moon and it's tied with the months of winter. And I'm about to tell you why. During your menstrual cycle, when you're actually bleeding, your body is the lowest temperature that you are throughout the whole month. And because of that, your body has to work pretty hard at raising your body temperature. So you kind of need a little bit more calories and you also need more protein and fat. So the winter months 
the same story is true. Your body has to have more calories and it wants more higher protein, higher fat, denser type of foods that are also warming to help your body out. Now, I don't know if you pay attention to what your body does during the various seasons of the year. If you notice, you probably naturally do this. You crave your casseroles and your soup and more heartier foods, right? So this is actually how you want to eat during your menstruation. And if you look at how you actually feel during your menstruation, you kind of want to, I don't know, sink into a little cave, right? You kind of want to go hibernate just like you do in winter. And it's a much more private time. It's a time where you shouldn't be like pushing yourself really hard. It's a time for healing. And as far as your body is concerned, you really need the protein and the fats. The fats help heal your brain, especially and help your cells throughout your whole body be very, very healthy. And the protein helps you build new cells. So it helps you build healthy tissues. High protein, high fat is very, very healing. And that's actually a diet that I put a lot of people on if they are in a health crisis or in need of healing something with their health. It's really important to have that high protein, high fat. And it's really important to rest and not push yourself, push yourself, push yourself. So sometimes we've got to go into the winter of our souls to take a step back and chill out a little bit in order to heal. So this menstrual time, think winter, think protein, fat, healing, quiet. Okay. So you can get inspiration from a diet like paleo or keto, where it's really high protein and really high fat. My only issue with those diets is most people are like more bacon, more avocado, more lard, more bacon. And I don't think that that's the healthiest thing in the whole wide world to do. So don't forget about your vegetables. It's an easy thing to forget if you're following paleo or keto diets. It's important to eat vegetables during your menstrual cycle. They may just not be in quite as heavy of a concentration as the protein and fat. This maybe would be the lowest part of your vegetable intake for the month. So the next phase is your follicular phase. This is the phase between when you're bleeding and when you're ovulating. It is the waxing moon phase. If you are not menstruating, you could be looking at during the waxing moon when the moon is regaining its light from the, the dark new moon to building more light going towards the full moon. And so the follicular phase, you're building up to ovulation where you release your egg, right? And you basically want to be excited and there's, there's potential for new things. That's kind of how spring feels also, isn't it? So your follicular phase correlates with the waxing moon and it correlates with the season of spring. And what do you want to do during the spring? All of a sudden you don't want to be eating so much heavy, dense foods. Coincidentally, it's when a lot of this fresh, delicious fruit and vegetables tend to start popping up at your local farmer's market. They're more in season, so they're much tastier. Your desire just sort of lightens up. Your desire for food becomes less heavy and fatty and more light, airy, maybe more raw type stuff. You just don't have much of a dense appetite. And that is true of your follicular phase as well. So that follicular phase is kind of your lowest calorie phase of the entire month. And it's important for your body to have these lower 
caloric phases because number one, it helps you to shrink your stomach a little bit so that you don't just keep building your meal size. And all of a sudden you're eating like two servings of dinner and you didn't even realize that your serving sizes have gotten that big. So your waistline starts getting bigger. We've all been there. So it's a great little reset to shrink your stomach back down because your calorie needs are less. And in addition, if it's appropriate for you and it's not appropriate for everybody, this would be a good time to get inspiration for an intermittent fasting diet or a fasting mimicking diet because you don't have such a big appetite. It's a great time to do those two things if they fit for where you're at in your healing. Who would intermittent fasting be good for or not good for? Intermittent fasting has tons of benefits. I won't, gosh, that's its own podcast, quite honestly. But it can help you with cell turnover. So turnover of unhealthy cells in your body. That includes when your immune system is dysfunctional, you can help turn over and reset your immune system. It can include when your brain cells are dysfunctional, it can help you heal up your brain dysfunctions in certain ways. It can help you with blood sugar management. If you're pre-diabetic or diabetic, you tend to be a little insulin resistant. This will help with that. I guess I should tell you what intermittent fasting is. Most of the time people will eat like dinner and then they won't eat again till lunch because they can get like a 12 to 18 hour fasting window there for your body to be able to do these things within yourselves. That fasting phase where it's like 12 to 18 hours, some people even go longer, but I wouldn't recommend that without some serious doctor supervision. Okay. So people who do not want to do intermittent fasting would be people whose blood sugar dips too low between meals. So this might be someone who went too long without eating. So they get hangry, they get sweaty, shaky, nauseous. You can even pass out sometimes. It's relatively common, especially amongst tinier people for them to become hypoglycemic. And so that person wouldn't necessarily want to do intermittent fasting. Another type of person who may not be right for intermittent fasting would maybe be someone who is struggling with their adrenal health or their thyroid health. So those are my top three where I'm like, "Eh, let's be pretty careful with that with intermittent fasting. I'm not really sure that that would be the best choice at this point in time until some more healing has gone on. But then there is such thing as a fasting mimicking diet which is a five-day stint of low calorie, like quite low calorie. It's got specific calories, specific amount of fat, specific amount of protein, and specific amount of carbs for each of the five days. And it can trick your body into thinking you're not eating even though you are. So you can get some of the benefits of fasting, but you're still consuming the nutrients that you need. So it's really a decent option for someone maybe who is in need of continued support with food, but needs the health benefits of fasting. So a person who may want to do a fasting mimicking diet is maybe someone who has a lot of health issues in their family or has a lot of health issues themselves. Someone who is healing, someone who is not at their preferred body weight. These are all things that can be helped with a fasting mimicking diet. Some people do them once a year, some people once a quarter, some people once a month. I am currently doing mine once a month because I'm still healing from a really brutal mold infestation. My house that made me pretty darn sick 
for about three years before I found it. And consequently, I put a lot of weight on. So to heal from the mold, to get my immune system calmed back down and to get my weight back to my normal healthy level, I'm using fasting mimicking diet during my follicular phase as a tool to help me achieve those goals. So that is you know, something that you can use as inspiration and pick and choose what works for you, right? But this is the follicular phase that you can take advantage of lower calories. So on to ovulation phase. So can you guess what season ovulation would be tied with? You've got winter being your menstrual cycle. You've got spring being your follicular cycle. So ovulation, what comes after spring? Summer. So it also correlates with the full moon, just so you know, if you're tying your timing to the lunar cycle instead. But what I want to point out, your ovulation really does tie in with the summer because this is the time in which your body heat runs the highest. And what your body really needs is cooling foods. Luckily, in the summertime, you have an abundance of fresh, nutrient-dense fruit and vegetables, right? And so this is the time you really want to go heavy on the produce. So you have reasons within your menstrual cycle, like needs that are going to be met by the increased produce consumption, which would be, it helps you process through some of your excess estrogens. It helps you to get your sex hormones where you want them to be so that you don't have some God awful PMS and really gnarly symptoms come time to getting close to your menstrual cycle once again. So this is really important for you to eat heavy vegetables during this time. Ovulation is also the time where sperm meets egg and you really want to have a good amount of nutrients, specifically B vitamins, because there's a lot of developmental things that happen in that first month before you even know that you're pregnant, such as like the formation of your neural tube, so your brain and spinal cord, and you need proper B vitamins, which come in great forms in your green vegetables, especially in order to make sure that that happens. So it's really important to clear the estrogen. It's important if fertility is a issue for you, meaning you want to have a healthy baby or you may have babies in the future. It's important to eat those very healthy amounts of produce during this time. So those high quantities of vegetables are really important because it gives you the antioxidants that will help your body remain very healthy and all your systems functioning. It helps you with anti-aging. It also, the, the heavy produce helps feed the good bacteria in your gut. We want those good bacteria because they have 5 million quadrillion health benefits. Those health benefits include creating some of your neurotransmitters so that you have a good mood. You've got good serotonin and dopamine levels and that kind of thing. So it's, it's mood helping for you to have that increase in produce. And then also the B vitamins that come from the green leafy vegetables that you're, you're surely to be consuming in higher amounts there. And um, those B vitamins help you methylate. Methylation is a process that happens in all the cells of your body. I mean, it's its own podcast. As a matter of fact, I've done a podcast on it. One of the things that it helps you do is detoxify. And that is extremely important to have in your monthly routine to make sure that your detoxification is on point that has many ramifications if that goes awry. 
So all of those are basically what you will be looking for in your ovulation phase. And you can get inspiration from vegetarian and vegan diets to try to incorporate, they're very clever, <laughs> try to incorporate ways to make vegetables tasty and make them a huge part of your meals. And then finally, we're at the luteal phase. So the luteal phase is the last part of your phase before your menstruation. It correlates with the waning moon and it correlates with fall. So you're going from the full moon down towards the new moon again. So light is being released, right? In the fall, you are releasing things that no longer serve you, just like the trees release their leaves. One other thing that happens in the fall is all the little squirrels and all the bears and every, all the animals are getting ready for hibernation. So they stock up on nutrients, right? Things that'll get them through. And this actually correlates really well with the luteal cycle and what we want to be doing. This is a time for increased calorie intake. You want increased calories and you want them to come from complex carbs. So we may look at grains if you're a grain eater, quinoa or buckwheat if you eat the pseudo grains, or if you don't eat grains at all, you'd be looking at things like sweet potatoes or zucchinis, various squashes, right? Those are great complex carbs for you to stock up on and eat at most or all meals during your luteal phase. So if you stabilize your blood sugar really well during your luteal phase, which is what the complex carbs help you with, you will have a more peaceful <laughs> premenstrual and menstrual cycle. Your blood sugar tends to want to jump around more in that luteal phase. So we are helping stabilize it so that the rest of your cycle where everyone tends to get a little problematic can run smoother for yourself. And if you're not menstruating and you're going off of the, the waning moon, which is perfectly fine, stabilizing your blood sugar is happy and great for everyone. So it's a no-lose situation. So that's what you can do during the luteal phase. So again, if you follow all of these different phases, you're getting high protein, high fat section that's great for healing your brain, for building new cells, for getting all of your cells healthy within your body. Then you're getting the low caloric phase where you can shrink your stomach, get your appetite under control, perhaps do some sort of version of fasting to help some cell turnover to get healthier cells. Then you've got the ovulation phase or the full moon phase where you're eating tons of vegetables, you're processing your hormones, you are methylating and getting good nutrients so that you can make new cells, make neurotransmitters, detoxify all that good stuff. And then you're finishing up by stabilizing your blood sugar. Again, whether you're doing this for your menstrual cycle or you're doing this for your health in general, you are knocking off all the benefits of all these different types of diet, and you're not depriving yourself forevermore with one stagnant diet all the way through your month, month after month after month. And so you don't have as many cravings. You don't feel so deprived. There's just certain ways you eat during each month. Your body knows to expect it. It serves your body well. It's rhythmic. It's beautiful. And I hope you enjoy it. It can be a life changer, quite honestly. And I'm really super excited to share it with you today.
If you do want more support in how to eat this way, how to create your life around these rhythms, whether it's the seasonal ones, cyclical eating with your menstrual cycle or the moon or any of the other rhythms that I'm so passionate about, I teach these things and we have a beautiful little community within my Nurse Rhythms community. And it is only open one or two times per year in general to welcome new people in because I like to make sure everyone's cozy and at home and familiar and successful. So I really nourish the new members during that time. So we don't keep it open year round, but I will definitely put the link for my wait list in the show notes or below so that you can get on the wait list or be alerted when I open it up again. Like I said, every month I'm giving them new recipes and ideas on how to incorporate this cyclical type of eating. We all just really enjoy it in there. So I would like you to um, hop on that wait list so you get notified next time it's open. So a little birdie told me, because we are wrapping up the six-week live liver detox program that I run in the spring and the fall, I will be opening up for them to get additional support by joining Nourished Rhythms. And I may have a little 24, 48-hour sort of opening availability that I can welcome you in as well. So we do open it little teeny tiny bits throughout the year. As long as I know that I need to be there to support our newest members, then that is the name of the game. So you might want to go ahead and drop your name on the wait list so that you can be notified next time I welcome new community members in. And I hope to see you there. And I hope you found this episode to be enlightening. Start paying attention to your cycles and how you feel during the year and during the month. Listen to your body, nourish it in the way that it's asking. Okay, take good care, be well, and I will see you next time. Bye.